We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. We call our Friday edition... The tailgate, and coming up here in just moments, Toby Rowland's going to swing by, get some final thoughts before we get ready for our pregame show. We'll hear from the analyst on the Kansas State Radio Network, Stan Weber. Uh, Jacob Potter, the producer for Sooner Sports TV's Game Day with Gabe Eichert and Teddy Lehman and Chad McKee, Jessica Cootie as well. He'll swing by to give us some perspective on what we can expect on the TV show come Saturday. And we'll hear from Kenneth Murray, Kyler Murray, and Ben Powers. It's all coming up. On the tailgate, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Go to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Spread the word. And as always, we appreciate our partners, our sponsors, Allstate and the Riverwind. All right. Let's not waste a moment. Joining us right now off the top is the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. And Toby, one thing that's kind of stood out to me in my prep getting ready for Kansas State, I mean, there's the obvious the road team has won six of the last seven in this series, which is just crazy. Kansas State has won two of the last three in Norman. But the the good feels, I guess you could say, that they have about the Kansas State pass defense. Now, there has to be some perspective here. Last year, they finished 128th out of 129 pass defenses. But right now, they stand 79th nationally against the pass, which is the best they've been in the last five seasons. So again, you know, little little context there. I, I think the Sooners will have success, but is this is this defense better? Kind of what what have you seen that that that's made it better? And how formidable do you think this pass defense is for the Sooners come Saturday? 
Yeah, you know, they played two close games against Texas and Baylor, and then they played great against OSU. I I think they're they're a little bit better defensively. They're going to have a hard time slowing down Oklahoma. I do think Stan Weber is right. Their chance in this game, though, is the Army strategy, which is possess the ball for long amounts of time, have lengthy drives, keep the ball away from Kyler, and then hope that OU panics a little bit when they get the ball and and forces it. And um, short of that, I don't think, even though they're better defensively, I don't think they're good enough to consistently get this Oklahoma offense off the field. Like, for example, I don't think they're better than TCU. And OU put 52 on the board on TCU and, and made it look pretty easy. So um, I think their best strategy, in other words, their best strategy is to use their offense, to try to use their offense to keep OU on the sidelines. Now, you know, it's interesting. can they, can they do ahead, that? Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I mean, you know, they run the ball with Alex Barnes and with their quarterback and get three, four yards of carry and get a first down. And, you know, we've seen teams do that to OU this year. So maybe they can do that. I don't know. You know, it's interesting, too, that you bring – because I agree. Everything that you said, I absolutely agree 100%. But when I was putting together the pregame show, uh, that Army model had been brought up a lot during Bill Snyder's press conference, or at, or at least asked. Maybe I shouldn't say brought up a lot, but he seemed to light up when it was asked about it. And as I was going through the game, uh, the pregame show, Toby, we go inside the game plan. And I actually put that conversation – when we were talking about Oklahoma's offense versus K-State's defense, because it sounds to me as if, you know, sure, that's going to be an offensive game plan for Kansas, but it's really about just trying to keep OU's offense off the field, period, in the discussion, right? I mean, when you've got an offense as good as Oklahoma's, it's really the only chance you've got, you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, and that, that goes for anybody. That goes for Alabama, really. I mean, there's uh, really, uh, maybe short of Alabama, there's really nobody in the country that can go toe-to-toe with these guys. So the only answer is to keep it away from them. And uh, certainly in the Big 12, that's true. And um, so we'll see. Now, it's been done, though, and it's not just Army. I mean, Texas did it. Texas went on long, consuming ball possession drives, and so you know, you know, it's been capable. Now OU's made some defensive adjustments. They've made some scheme adjustments here, and maybe maybe they're better. Maybe they're more well equipped now to deal with quarterback run game. And I think this is an interesting game for OU on Saturday. Some bugaboos for them early in the year are going to present themselves again. And are they more well-equipped to handle them in this game? We're going to find out. Yeah, that's true. Good stuff from Toby Rowland. Sorry for the music moving to another segment here. But uh, Skylar Thompson's going to be one heck of a challenge running the football. We don't know about Alex Delton. Bill Snyder has used two quarterbacks, and we'll hear more about that coming up from Stan Weber here in just a bit. But, uh, again, the one thing we do know is they can run the football. The last two weeks, Alex Barnes has run for almost 500 yards and had the 250-yard performance against Baylor. So 
It'll be a, a heck of a challenge, at least in the strengths of the Kansas State offense against what's been one of the weaknesses of the Oklahoma defense. Now, speaking of that OU defense, we'll hear from Kenneth Murray in just a bit. On the Oklahoma offensive side of things, Kyler Murray has been absolutely phenomenal. But let's start with the true heart of any strong offense, the offensive line. And we kick off our players portion of the Sooner Sports Podcast Tailgate Edition by hanging out with Captain Ben Powers. And as Ben joins us first and foremost, had to be great to get back on the field, Ben, after a, a long break after the tough loss to Texas. How did it feel to get back on the field and back in the win column? It felt great to get back out there, you know, uh, two weeks after that L and still had to go out there and it was good to win. Feels you know, good to win. You know, Bill Beanbow said the Texas game was your guys' best game as a unit. Seemed like you won up that against TCU. How'd you feel after you looked at the tape? You know, that's what we want to do. We want to get better every week, and that's our goal. So to be able to go out there and look like that is great. From your perspective, can you take us through the leadership and, and how that's really been something that you've grown this year and you've become a better leader? What's that process been like for you? You know, it's real tough to lead when you're down 21 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> you know, I was thinking to myself, what do I tell my guys? And what I did tell them, I just said, keep swinging. Just keep swinging. Just never give up. Just keep doing your job. And it, it, I mean, we, got, we were close. And you keep that same positive message going forward. You look at the film, you see it went well. What leaps did you see from this unit from that game against Texas to Saturday against TCU? You know, I think the team came together during the Texas game, as crazy as that sounds, even though we lost, I, th I think we came together. I really do, you know. And so I think we're moving forward. We're looking good. How good did Kennedy Brooks look afterwards? This guy seems to have a little extra gear. Uh, you lose Rodney, Trey gets dinged up on Saturday, but yet guys just keep stepping up. That's got to really build everyone's confidence. Yeah, it's great. I was so happy for him. He played really well. You know, speaking of playing well, i got to go back to Cody Ford. Uh, those outside rushers might have been some of the best that you faced this year, but Cody and Bobby really had a good game. How did that grade out in your mind? How well did they play? They played great. Those are supposed to be some of the best DNs we were going up against, and they dominated them. Hey, I'll ask you one more, and I'll let you go. Creed Humphrey, as a true freshman there in the middle, you're right next to him. Take us through his progression, what you've seen from the youngster. Yeah, he's doing great. He's doing great. Creed is really doing good. And that's a challenging spot, too, because you see so many difficulties, and he's responsible for so much. Mm -hmm. But everyone knows everything. How does that help in the film room and in the team room whenever Bill Biedbo makes sure and demands that everyone knows everyone's responsibility? You know, uh, what's important about offensive line play is making sure everyone's on the same play. We could be going to the wrong guy, but if all five guys are on the same page, then we could still get three, four, five yards out of it. So that's what matters. And Creed does a good job making sure everyone's on the same page. You excited to be back home this weekend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seems like it's been a while, right? It's been a long time. <laughs> Big offensive performance for the Sooners. Kyler Murray joins us. Had a chance to look at the film. How'd you feel overall about the execution on Saturday? I felt good about it other than, you know, the I think there was two drives where we kind of stalled out. Um, but other than that, I mean, we, that was the best we ran the ball all year, um, which is exciting to see. You know, you got to be able to run the ball um, coming down this stretch uh, to make this run. And passing game, they're good defense. Um, you know, I think we did a lot of good things. It's probably the the most yards that we've, you know, anybody's put up on them uh, all year. So, like I said, they're good defense, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about what we did. Speaking of that running game, how exciting was it for you to see Kennedy Brooks break out like that? You guys have seen that in practice, though, haven't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I've said multiple times, you know, kind of not everybody's seen him. Um, everybody's like, yo, who's this kid? Uh, he's just, you know, we've, we've been seeing this, um, and, you know, he takes, it Saturday, he takes it on on Saturday. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for him. I know the team's excited for him. We're all behind him, and hopefully, you know, he can keep doing this. You know, it says a lot about this offense to where, as you said, you have to punt and you feel like it's a failure. This team feels like you can score every time you touch the ball, can't you? Yeah. Um, I'm, 
I, I get pretty mad out there. If we have to punt the ball, it's pretty upsetting because you know I, I feel uh, I feel as if we should score every drive. But uh, you know it's football. Um, being perfect is um, it's hard to do. Um, so, uh, but I think that you know that's what makes us great. Having the standard of we you know we we we're good enough to score every time we have the ball. You like what you saw from the defense on Saturday, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've seen the video by now. But how how much does that build confidence throughout the whole team? I think a lot, you know, I, I kind of had a feeling, you know, um, with the switch up and just what I've seen from the defense throughout the, you know, the bye week and then this past week of practice, um, I had a feeling um, that they were going to come out here and do, you know, what, what they're capable of doing. And uh, they did it as far as, you know, you know, if we don't give up the touchdown or whatever, uh, you know, Turpin probably played well as far as, you know, the kicker t or special teams game. Uh, if he doesn't do that, you know, it's probably, they probably have 14 points. So uh, they did, they did well. Hey, final thought before I let you go. Your offensive line really playing well. Uh, well I don't want to say anything's clicked for them because they've been good all year long. But have you seen them fight another level? Like I said last week, you know, or against Texas, um, you know, Coach B told me that that was the best game they played overall. So um, I, I think they are kind of finding their stride together. Um, and like I said, we, we're going to need the running game. We're going to need them. Uh, starts with them up front um, from here on out. Big weekend for the Sooners knocking off TCU. Kenneth Murray, captain, joins us. Kenneth, first and foremost, when Ruffin McNeil says the mic needs to be the mic, what does that say to you? Um, Got to lead a pack. So, and, you know, it, it's, it's big shoes when he tells me that's what I have to do. So, you know, that's that's something that I carry on my, my shoulders every week that I go out there and play, every time I go out there and practice. And it's something that he's counting on me to do is, you know, when stuff is, when stuff is getting bad, you know, might be the mic. When stuff is good, might be the mic. So that's just something that he preaches to me. And he's, he, you know, the funny thing is he's, he's preached that to me since day one I've been the mic here. So, you know, hearing that from him is nothing new. Cloudy mind, slow feet. Clean mind, fast feet. Mind's clear mind. Seemed like the minds were pretty clear on Saturday, weren't they? Uh, yeah, they were pretty clear. Obviously, simplified game plan, um, stuff like that, and you know, just just flying around making plays. You know, that's really the biggest thing that Coach Ruff has talked to us about: is playing with great effort, great fundamentals. So, you know, going back to the basics, just just playing with great football. You and I talked about it post game, but to defer and start on defense, what did that mean? How did that feel to set the tone for this game on Saturday? Uh, it felt good. It's always good to get out there and set the tone, especially from a defensive standpoint. You know, it's something that I look forward to every week. It's just getting an opportunity to go out there first and just set the tone for the game. Because, you know, once we set the tone, you know, it's easy just to feed off of that. Can you even begin to describe the feeling after having the loss to Texas linger for so long with the bye week? How refreshing, recharging was it to finally get back on the field? Yeah, it was real refreshing. You know, obviously taking a, taking an L to um, the team down south is something that, you know, really, really hurt us. And so something that we looking forward to, you know, obviously, you know, trying to get another shot at them and stuff like that. But, you know, it definitely was refreshing just to, you know, get a win this week. And now we're looking forward to next week and just taking it week by week. You know, Obo had his list. And on social media, I've seen you've got your list as well, too. How are you doing on checking off those things on your list that you want to accomplish on your sophomore year? Well, I'm actually doing pretty, pretty better than what I <laughs> – what I expected, uh, so you know, I've, I've definitely checked off some things that you know that I kind of didn't think I was going to be able to check off. But you know, those are things that I asked God for, and so you know, at the end of the day, you know, once I knew I asked Him for, you know, I knew you know He was going to have some great things to come through with that. So I'm um, just thankful for Him, and you know, all glory to be to Him. And when you see it, Amen, and when you see the accolades start rolling in, how do you keep from getting too? You're, you're a very grounded guy, but how do you stay grounded? How do you not get too big-headed when you see mid-season All-American? You start checking off those those accomplishments you want to have. Um, just you know, thinking back to those cold nights, those those struggles. You know, just thinking back to you know that it wasn't me. 
you know, it was it was all God's doing. So, you know, just thinking back to those nights where, you know, I was struggling, where I was, you know, you know, kind of second guessing myself and stuff like that, you know, you know, just thinking back to those nights just keeps me grounded to the point like, no, I got to keep working. I got to keep going. So that's just what keeps me grounded, you know, just standing in the word. Stuff. I'll let you go on this. Can the, how can this be a foundation to continue to build from? You guys take a lot of confidence out of Saturday, I assume? Yeah, for sure. Definitely take a lot of confidence. Definitely did a lot of good things, but we did some bad things too. So definitely got some stuff to build on, you know, just going back and practice and just listening to Coach Ruff and the rest of the staff and just going to work. Man, I'll add this on Kenneth Murray. I, I, I love how grounded that young man is. And uh, if you follow him on any social media, he puts his list out there, things he wants to accomplish, and to hear that he's already worked his way through it, accomplished more than he thought he would. That shows you the focus of that man. And by the way, uh, Kyler Murray, I don't know if you've been paying attention to this, and maybe it's just me because I love the NFL draft. There's a buzz building, guys. There's a buzz building. I know he's got his contract with the Oakland A's, but, man, a lot of NFL teams are starting to take notice of what QB1 is doing here in Norman, and they should. Hopefully the Heisman voters do as well, too. Should be fun to see Kyler back home for the first time and only time in October this Saturday against Kansas State for homecoming. All right, speaking of Kansas State, let's learn a little bit more about the Kansas State Wildcats. Toby Rowland caught up with the radio analyst, Stan Weber, and we started by asking the analyst for the K-State Radio Network, what clicked? They looked better than they have all season long against Oklahoma State. What has truly clicked for this Kansas State football team? Well, Bill Snyder football team seemed to take a little while to click in. I like your word there. And when they do, they seem to be a different football team. It usually starts with the capability to have diversity in the running game. Uh, Tom Osborne, Oklahoma fans will be very familiar with Tom Osborne, but Nebraska fans uh, got used to, oh, that looks like a simple running play, and that looks like a simple running play. And I learned probably best about how those weren't simple running plays when I spoke, spoke to one Bob Stoops. Think about Bob Stoops as a young defensive coordinator at K-State. And I said, okay, you know, you're getting ready for all these teams. Now it's Nebraska week. What do you think about the Huskers? Is it just about the physicality? And he's like, are you kidding me? And you imagine Bob just jumping on my case. You've you, you got to be kidding me. This is the most diverse offense that we face all year. They are doing so many intricate things. I don't know how we're possibly going to slow these guys down. And that kind of is the summarization. Uh, intricacies in the running game, the ability for K-State to make it look like it's just the same running play, but the blocking schemes be different. It puts a lot of stress on the defense. When they are able to do that, that's usually when everything else clicks in. Now, K-State's not a great passing team. they got a young quarterback, a sophomore, still a lot to learn. Uh, and K-State's passing game has been better in the past. But I think, really, it's when the running game started taking off. And now Alex Barnes has gone two straight games with over 175 yards rushing in a row, and that hasn't happened since Darren Sproles was back at K-State in 2002. Have you seen, you're around this team a lot, have you seen a different optimism, a different attitude since they were able to um, turn that corner against Oklahoma State? Yeah, I think so. I mean, slightly. Emotion is not a big component of Bill Snyder football. It's about getting better every day, and you don't have to hear that over and over and over again, but if you're around K-State football, that is absolutely his focus. You know, it's Thursday. That's all he's worried about. He's not thinking about Oklahoma on Saturday at all. It's what do you do today to get better, and the process will work, and that's the mentality. So the team kind of gets programmed that way after a while. 
so they're not you know very emotional. But when you get an inner confidence, uh, when you when you believe in each other and say, hey, the defense is going to do things, and the offense. I mean, you go back and look at uh, Justice Hill had 41 yards rushing in the game for Oklahoma State, and down there in Oklahoma, you know, you people, the people there are following things closely. That's the fewest yards Justice Hill's had in a Big 12 game in his whole career in the three years. Uh, 41 yards. So the defense is doing their part. They held, held Oklahoma State to only 12 points. Uh, those kind of things also play into it. You've got to believe offensively and defensively, but I think there's an inner belief, and that's kind of what Bill Snyder's working on. He, he develops a team, and I think once that everyone agrees that the system works and all you've got to do is your job, kind of a Bill Belichick mentality, and let the other person beside, it, beside you do theirs and we'll be fine, then you start playing better football. And I think it takes a while for K-State teams year after year because every year is a new year for them to get there. It's not like K-State's a dominant team, but they weren't playing very well for, for the first third of the season, not well at all. And now they're getting to playing more to their capabilities. And we'll see here in the next couple of weeks. Go on the road to OU and then on the road to TCU. We'll see how K-State fares and how well they play in those two games to really know. But there's definitely a, a different inner confidence with this football team right now than there was a few weeks ago. There are some good running backs in this conference. And when you say, what does Alex Barnes do well? I think that's an interesting question. I mean, I, the, the word smooth just comes to mind for me. I, I, you answer that for me. What does Alex Barnes do well? Well, it's great to hear outside opinions. Uh, so I'm, uh, I love hearing you say some words like smooth because that's really well said. Uh, how can, can you have be smooth and physical at the same time? Maybe that works together because when he runs into people, it doesn't slow him down necessarily. He doesn't go at a warp speed ever. If he turns a corner, it's not like you see fifth gear. So it's kind of smooth. You know, a 15-yard run is smooth, but so is a four-yard run where he kind of bangs off a couple people because it just seems like it's just boom, boom, and then he you know gets tackled by a group of players. So he's always been physical. He's pretty smooth. But I think that uh, I think he, you know, kind of crazy. He's been a good player, been a starter for K-State for a long time, but I think he's actually improved the last couple games. And the thing that I see differently from him is a belief an optimism that there's a lot of green grass out there. You're watching the Oklahoma Sooners play like you get a chance to. It's pretty easy for every player to know and the fans to know when a little slant pass for five yards is caught, why should you go down there? I mean, what are the odds of you getting tackled? You might go 75 yards because there's a lot of green grass. I think that Alex Barnes has been running kind of just smoothly and taking what he gets and, and powering into guys and running them over and gaining two or three more yards, I don't think he saw all that green grass until the Baylor game. You know, he, he ran for a 55-yard touchdown, a 48-yard touchdown, and a mid-30-yard touchdown run. These weren't red zone touchdown runs when he had three touchdowns. And I think that just changed. I just see something about him where now he makes a choice when he comes up and sees a linebacker four yards downfield. Usually he would have run over that guy or taken the shot and kind of motored on down. And now I think he'll, he'll kind of step around him and say, wait a second, if I get by you, I'm not just going to gain two or three more yards and see six more guys tackle me. I can actually go for 20 or 30 more yards. And so now he's been just a little bit more adept at saying, why can't this be a 15-yard run? And I believe, you know, having played football, I think a lot of this is about the optimism. The optimism of, 
you know, when Hollywood catches a pass, he thinks he's going to gain some yards. I mean some significant yards. He's not saying, well, I'm going to get hit really hard to hope I don't fumble. There's an optimism, and I think Alex Barnes has gotten that. I think that's what's changed. He's always been good. He's been uh, equivalent to probably the best player on K-State's team. But the last two weeks aren't just numbers. He actually is running the football better. Is this Skyler Thompson's team now? I don't know. I don't think so necessarily. Again, uh, I don't think Coach Snyder is coaching to that equation. He does want one quarterback, so anybody who gets the message mixed up and thinks that he doesn't want one quarterback uh, didn't hear it correctly. He said that all along. So, yeah, I think Skylar Thompson is the starting quarterback, but I truly believe he coaches his team to have the backup quarterback be a factor. Uh, and Alex Delton is the captain of the team, for instance, and he doesn't want him to lose any of his leadership just because he isn't stepping on the field down after down. So he promotes big time that the backup better be ready, and the third-team guy better be ready. And it is just uh, continues. I mean, it's almost, it always wears you out, Toby. I mean, if you have been around this, at some point, if you just don't give in and buy in, it'll wear you out because Coach Schneider doesn't think like normal human beings. He's totally – when Wyatt Thompson, the voice of the Cats, asked him a question about, well, you've really had some injuries, and that sure can affect things. And it was like, yeah, but we coach the backups every day. They should be ready. And, I mean, it was dead serious. Like, why wouldn't the backups be ready? We're the coaches, and we work with them every single day. And so I, I, I don't want to – hopefully I didn't take your question wrong. So I think Skyler Thompson will be the starting quarterback for K-State. But if he's not going well, they're not scared to put Alex Delton in because that's been a Snyder staple all the way from when he came back in 1989. He'll change the quarterbacks. What has uh, keyed the improvement defensively and specifically uh, – in the pass defense? Well, Eli Walker didn't start the year out in the secondary, and he has now had to become a starter because K-State's just been decimated with injuries back there. But he's really done a nice job. He has a great physicality about him, and so he's one of the hardest hitters. He can run down plays at the line of scrimmage if he needs to come from the safety position, which was great. He could do that, but then it scared you of what is his pass coverage capabilities, and is he going to be disciplined and work with the other guys? And it was just a training issue, uh, and he got the opportunity to get out there, and he settled in. He has been very good in the pass game, but he's also brought that physicality to the mid-range passes, to tackling people like in the wide receiver bubble screens and down-the-line passing that you see so often. Uh, football nowadays has made cornerbacks and safeties play more like linebackers used to 30 years ago. they got to make tackles at the point of attack. And he's really been able to fill that gap and do it. Uh, because he stepped in, uh, you still have Kendall Adams, who was a starter, and Denzel Goolsby. They've taken turns being injured. But when it's all said and done, as we get to this point in the season, all three of those guys are considered starters. And Walter Neal, who's the uh, nickel cornerback, has been injured. But now you know, he's a new starter. He's kind of stepped up his game. So you put it all together, uh, that area was a question mark, has been through injuries, needs experience, and those questions have started being answered positively. But that would be unfair to not mention Duke Shelley, who's you know, yeah. probably the best defensive player for K-State, and he's just done a nice job. Uh, two interceptions against Oklahoma State, a great pass breakup. He's just been solid, and A.J. Parker on the other side is a youngster, but doing a very nice job. So the corners have just been rock solid all year long. It's been a question mark about the safeties. As they've gotten better and gotten onto the field together and have more capability of being interchangeable, uh, that 
middle part of the field's been covered better. And when you get it all said and done, they're no dominant defense at K-State. That's not in play, you know, but they're a sound defense. They do the right things, and they don't have a big weakness. You know, don't you can't attack a certain area and say, well, those guys aren't very good. Just across the board, they're all pretty good. And you got a new defensive coordinator, Blake Seiler, uh, calling plays for the first time. He's a coach who's a smart guy. I've been around the K-State program, played at K-State, all those things, but still calling the plays is different than just being a contributor on the staff. And so I think he's also finding his rhythm and getting better as we get to midseason. Stan, one more quick question, and uh, we'll get you out of here. Uh, K-State has had success coming into Norman. Two of the last time, three times they've come in here, they've won. How does this need to go Saturday for K-State to come in here and pull the upset? Well, I think it's going to be a hard job because Oklahoma is just so explosive. You know the whole story. And K-State's not a speed team. So it's not a great matchup for K-State to try to hold down Oklahoma. So you really have to look at the easiest example is to say, can you emulate from a movement of the ball a strategy that Army had? I think that's that's what you need to do is somehow get – first downs on third down. doesn't have to be a running play every time, but there's going to be a lot of third and threes and third and fours. And who's going to win that battle? And, it, you know, Army won those battles, kept the drive alive, and kept Oklahoma's offense on the sideline. So the best defense against OU's offense is to keep the ball. And K-State doesn't get bored by that, Toby. I mean, that's I, I mentioned Army just because you know Army doesn't get bored by running 17 plays. It's You know, they don't get – most teams make mistakes nowadays. Like, gosh, I can't believe we've been out in the field all this time. That doesn't bother K-State. They truly can continue to execute even into double digits numbers of plays. So if you did that, that would be the first thing. And the second thing, if you go back and look at, like, for instance, the 2014 game when K-State won for the second straight time there, they won in 12 because they had Colin Klein, and K-State was an awesome team. We didn't know it at the time, right? We didn't know that K-State was an awesome team. They were just a good team and and beat Oklahoma. But in 14, K-State was definitely an underdog. And they had an interception in the end zone. Morgan Burns intercepted a pass for Oklahoma in the end zone, which stopped an Oklahoma scoring drive, and they got a pick six to give them points. And that makes a big difference. So you probably have to add in a kind of an army strategy for keeping the ball and then a couple breaks. You know, that you just that day the ball bounces your way and you get a easy touchdown from a defensive turnover or something like that. I think it need a lot of that stuff because OU is really good, as you know. He's one of the best guys in the Big 12, along with play-by-play voice Wyatt Thompson. Thanks to Stan Weber for taking us across enemy lines. Now, we have tons of options when it comes to pregame coverage for the Oklahoma Sooners and Kansas State Wildcats this Saturday. And we urge you to check out Fox Sports Oklahoma for Sooner Game Day. Gay Bikert, Teddy Lehman, Chad McKee, and Jessica Cootie. And Jacob Potter, who he runs the show, joins us to give us a sneak peek of what we can expect on Saturday. Jacob? What looks to be an absolutely beautiful day in Norman on Saturday begins with Sooner Game Day. Here's some of what we're going to get into this week. Starting off, Kansas State has been struggling to put points on the board, which is uncharacteristic for the Wildcats. Over the past five seasons, Bill Snyder's teams have averaged 32.6 points per game. This year, however, Kansas State is totaling just over 23 points per game. Can they get enough points on the board to keep up with Oklahoma? And for the Sooners, of course, Ruffin's reign is underway. The team moved up 20 places in the national rankings of total defense. Teddy will get us some insight on the defense moving forward. Plus, there have been some new faces to see the field and a potential star emerging at running back. 
We'll break that all down and more on Saturday at 10 a.m. on Fox Sports Southwest. Good stuff from Jacob again, 10 a.m., Fox Sports, Oklahoma. And you won't want to miss Jessica Cootie's feature on Drew Samia. In fact, we have the featured podcast that's available in our archives right now, Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Uh, listen, I, I know as we tape this, taping this late on a Thursday, it's been kind of a miserable day weather-wise. There's been you know, a light rain, a mist falling all day long, heavy rain all Wednesday night. But this weekend is going to be beautiful. So enjoy our only home game we get in October. It's Oklahoma and Kansas State. It should be fun. We'll be on the air with the Sooner Radio Network beginning at 1230 to get you ready for the 230 kick. And as always, we will have the post-game podcast up I don't want to say immediately after the game, but pretty pretty, pretty quickly after we wrap up our broadcast on the Sooner Radio Network. Until then, have a great game day, and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.